The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome. It is Wednesday night. This is the middle of the week and yet another edition of the Employment Law Show. John Scholes here, always beside me on Wednesday. Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer, of course, and co-founding partner, Samfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country, doing lots of good things, helping tons of people, thousands of people. And you just have to reach out anytime if you'd like, uh, you need some desperate help or possibly just a chat to get your bearings with your situation at work. Maybe it's something to do with a boss, maybe a temporary layoff, maybe still a vaccine issue, maybe a good old severance question. You can reach out to Lior and his team anytime you would like. That is 1-855-821-5900. Email help at employmentlawyer.ca. We're going to go for the, all. We're gonna, we got so much email to get through. We decided to just rip through a bunch of them tonight. Uh, over the next half hour. Anytime you can wander over to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, that website constructed a few years ago just for your benefit. We'll teach you everything you didn't even figure you'd know about uh, employment law is right on that website and the severance calculator as well, which has been used and tried by 2 million plus people. So check it out, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But before we get into our emails, pal, uh, the case of the day, the other uh, week that was kind of thing, what do you got going on, pal? Hey, John, I am ready here to talk employment law, believe it or not. Love it. So, hey, <laughs> this is the time, this is the place. We talk employment law, we solve workplace issues. This may be the most valuable 30 minutes uh, of radio you'll, you'll hear today or, or this week because uh, I, I know how much these issues can bother people. If you're dealing with a workplace situation and you're worried about losing the job, that stress could be tremendous. Or if your boss is giving you an ultimatum, you may lose sleep. What? Guess what? There are solutions in all those situations. There are rights and protections that you have. And a good place to start in finding those out is to call us right now on the show. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll help you. I'll solve those problems for you. And, of course, if you want to connect with me off air, just a private chat or a private email exchange, I want that. I encourage that. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show, so don't be bashful. But right now, hey, we're live. Take advantage of it. And uh, let me start off uh, with a situation that came across my desk just over the past day or so. So I spoke with a gentleman who recently uh, found out that his, uh, let's put it this way, that his employer's accounting practices were less than kosher, let's put it that way. And this guy was uh, in a financial position there, and and he didn't want to put his name on, on financial statements and other financial practices that are not uh, appropriate. They don't meet the you know the requirements. So he talked to his employer and said, you know what's what's going on here. You know we got to fix the way we do our accounting. We got to do things by the book, do things legally. And they said, no. Well, you know we do the way we do it, and your job is to to do what we tell you. So he's of course very concerned and and not comfortable with that as he should be, of course. And he calls me and he says, well, what do I do in this situation? I know my employer is doing something wrong. They want me to be involved in that. I don't want to. I've talked to them. They don't care. So what, what, what gives? So, of course, let's be very clear here. Just, you know, this should be obvious that you should never be involved in anything that's illegal. That, that's completely uh, logical. And one of the reasons for that is that if stuff goes sideways, if things go badly, guess, you know, who's going to ultimately be holding the bag? Well, you. So I told this employee that, you know, if they ever get audited or, or if there's some other investigation, he's going to be involved in that. And that's, a, that's not something that he wants. And the fact that it wasn't his idea or he tried to protest is not going to help him. 
But from an employment law standpoint, here's what this means. If his employer is putting him in a situation to do things that are wrong, that are illegal or unethical, that's a breach of the terms of employment. He can treat that as a termination. We call this constructive dismissal. Of course, our regular listeners have heard me talk about that before, but the idea of constructive dismissal in this situation happens when your employer puts you in that uncomfortable, improper position where you have to do something that's wrong if you want to keep your job. Well, you can treat that as a termination and get severance. And, and he was very relieved that he could get his severance. He doesn't want to work there anymore, but of course he didn't want to leave empty-handed. Who would? So I'm going to help him get that severance. But bottom line, you know, this doesn't just have to apply to accounting and apply to any situation. If your employer is asking you to lie, you know, yeah. to not you know, be honest with clients or customers or anything like that that's not appropriate, that in and of itself can be considered a breach of the employment agreement, could be considered a termination. So if you're ever in that situation, you have rights and options, and a good place to start is to give me a call. And uh, as mentioned off the top, pal, 1-855-821-5900 is how they get a hold of you and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Let's get to our first email before we get into our phone calls for the remainder of the show, because I know you got questions, 416-870-6400. Andrew writes in and says, hey, Leo, I've been on layoff for four months, but the company is still operating. I'm told that they don't know when I'll be called back to work. How long do I have to wait? You know, John, I get questions like that often when it comes to temporary layoff. Usually people ask me, well, how long can they keep me on this layoff? How long before, you know, I know what's going on? And and the answer to that is forget it. It's not about how long. It's a question of do they even have a right to do it at all? And in most cases, the employer doesn't have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. So it's not about how long they can do it. They can't do it at all. So in this situation, it's been four months. It doesn't matter if it was four weeks. This person can treat this as a termination of employment and get severed. So it's up to him how long. Does he want to wait longer? I guess he can and sees what happens if, if he's really interested in going back to work. Or he can treat it now as a termination of employment and get severance. So, you know, you may be surprised to hear that in a temporary layoff situation, you, the employee, decide when you've had enough, not the employer. Uh, if you've had enough, you don't want to be on the layoff, you can treat that as a termination. And of course, you give me a call to do that. You can't, if you just go to your employer and say, hey, pay me my severance, that's probably not going to work because they may not realize that that temporary layoff is illegal. But ultimately, it is the employee's decision, and they can treat that as a termination right off the bat or later on, but it's the employee's call. And with that, we'll take a short break and right back into that and more emails coming up here. That's help at employmentlawyer.ca. The Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show continues. Hang on. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Skulls here along with Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer, Samfiru to Market LLP is where you'll find Lior anytime you want to reach out. You have the option to do exactly that, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to uh, Daniela's email, Lior. I love this one. The great email says, Lior, can you explain why there's such a big difference between what your severance calculator says and then what the Ministry of Labor is telling me? Yeah, my gosh, and, and I get that uh, asked very often, so you're right, uh, John. It is a really good question, and, and it's one that's actually very easy to explain. It's simply the difference between your minimum entitlements and your full entitlements. Mm-hmm. So the Ministry of Labor 
has decided for its own reasons that it will only advise someone with respect to their minimum entitlements when it comes to termination of employment, your minimum entitlements. Now, why is that important? Because your minimum entitlements is not all you're owed. In fact, it's only a small fraction of what you're owed. It's a tiny fraction. So because of that, when you contact the Ministry of Labor, they will tell you what those minimum entitlements, what they're not going to tell you, that your full entitlements can be five times, even ten times that. And that's where the difference is. When you call me, when you call any employment lawyer, when you use my severance calculator, you find out what your full legal entitlements are. And those are legal entitlements that, by law, an employer has to comply with. It's not an option. It's not a nice-to-have. It's a legal (laughs) obligation. And that's what matters. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if your minimum entitlements is two weeks. Who cares? What matters is what your full entitlements are. So you can make that, take that, that, uh, issue to heart and, and use this uh, as, a, as a kind of an experiment. Call the Ministry of Labor. Tell them you worked for a company, I don't know, for four years. And say that they just let me go because of restructuring. I've been there for four years. What do I get? And they'll tell you four weeks. Guarantee. Four weeks. Then go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use the severance calculator and answer the questions there. And you'll probably find out they are owed eight months. Not eight weeks, eight months. Who's right? Well, of course, this, the severance calculator is right because it calculates and assesses your full entitlement. The problem, of course, is, as you know, John, is that you understand this now because I've explained it. But if people have not heard me explain, they'll call the Ministry of Labor. They'll be told four weeks. They'll say, okay, all I'm owed is four weeks. My employer offered me five weeks. so I should accept it. Yeah. Not realizing that they're really owed eight months, maybe. So you know better if you've heard uh, us on the show right now. The Ministry of Labor cannot help you when you lose your job, cannot help you get your full entitlements. For that, you've got to speak to me or speak to another employment lawyer. If you don't like me, that's fine, but that's what you have to do. One more email. We'll slide over to phone call. Steve says, Lior, I usually work around oh, 50 hours of overtime a month for which I get paid. Recently, we have not been busy, so there's no overtime. Is there anything I can do? I'm thinking now. Yeah, so here's scotch. the thing. <laughs> you know, if, if it's a situation where your employer says, you know what, I don't want you to work overtime, so I'm going to give the hours to other people. I'm going to spread the work around. Well, then it's your employer deciding to essentially reduce your overtime and reduce your pay, and they can't do that, right? Your employer can't just decide to take away something that otherwise you'd have, like overtime. But if it's just because of the ebbs and flows of the business, there's not going to be that much that you can do about it. So if you work overtime because there's a lot of work, all of a sudden because of, I don't know, COVID or other reasons, I, your workplace is not as busy, so there's not enough overtime, yeah, you're making less money, and that really is not something that, that people would want, of course. But from a legal standpoint, there's not going to be much that you can do about it because no one is doing it to you. I want to go on to, uh, to Leanne's email, Lior, uh, before we get too far into this. It says, my boss announced that uh, the company I work for is likely to shut down in the next year. Likely. Can they avoid paying me severance if that company shuts down? Good question. I get that yeah. asked very, very often. Uh, can you hear me, Johnny? Yep, I got you. So here's, the, here's the, the answer. Ultimately, no, a company shutting down doesn't mean you don't get severance. A company going bankrupt may mean that you don't get severance, but there's a huge, huge difference between uh, shutting down and going bankrupt. Shutting down means we're going to stop operating. But a company like that still has the legal obligation to pay, and they often will have the ability to pay because 
they still have equipment that they own or property or they have accounts receivable. So whatever the issue is, doesn't matter, they still have to pay. Now, if the company is actually put into bankruptcy, unfortunately, that means for employees, you're not going to get your severance. Or if you're very, very lucky, maybe you get a tiny little bit of severance. But going out of business does not mean no severance, does not mean you're out of luck, not at all. What it does mean is you have to deal with it quickly. Okay, you can't wait for the company to actually be out of business. You can't wait for the company to have closed down and moved out of the country. You need to deal with it very quickly as soon as you know that you lost your job or you're losing your job. Now, this is different than if the company declares bankruptcy and they've got no, they've got no money unless you're a creditor, right? Yeah, so if, uh, bankruptcy is always kind of the, the kiss of death for employees. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get paid, uh, unfortunately. It's a, it's a terrible situation to be in. Uh, but again, that is a form of legal process bankruptcy. It's very different than a company closing its door or going out of business. Get to, uh, to Mike. Hey, Mike, how are you, pal? What's going on? I'm good. How are you guys? Good, sir. What's your question? I need to know if there is a legal requirement for an employee to provide the physical results of a COVID test, whether it be ne- uh, negative or positive. To, to an employer? To an employer, yes. Well, give me a bit more background. Is it a situation where, like, every day, once a month, if the person's not feeling well? Tell me a bit more. Uh, no, it's more with relation to um, the provincial mandate that extended the three days paid uh, in the event of loss of work due to COVID. Right. Um, it's whether or not the employer has the right to ask for the actual physical test if it's a rapid test. Yes, an employer, for the purpose of, of those days, yes, an employer can ask for a, a positive test in order to trigger the entitlements to those benefits. Yes, absolutely. It's different than if the employer were to say, to come in, you have to give us a test. But if you're saying, I have COVID, I'm going to miss work, I want to trigger those benefits, yes, an employer can ask for the positive test. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. I, we've never had that call before. It's an interesting angle, too. Is, is that, uh, that going to stay in, in place for some time, you figure, or is that just from here on in? I, I, no, it's not going to be forever, but it's probably going to yeah. stay in place, I would think, for, for uh, at least the remainder of the year. And then, you know, depending on how COVID does, it, it may go away. But uh, I, I don't think it's going to be taken off, certainly in the next few months. Yeah, Mike, appreciate the call. You want to reach out any further to Lior and his team, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Brian, up next is Lior. I worked for a company for five years and then quit. A year later, they convinced me to come back. They just let me go. I love these questions tonight. I, uh, they just let me go. How much severance am I owed? So ultimately, if, if you worked somewhere for five years and then you left, but then they told you to come back and they convinced you to come back, there's a very good and strong argument that they've now recognized your past service. Because when, they, when you came back, they didn't necessarily treat you like a new employee. They treated you as having that five-year seniority with you. So in, in many cases like this, when you work somewhere and you leave and then you end up coming back, the law may actually recognize that past service. And that's important because the more service you have, the more severance you have. So in this situation, yeah, even though he's only worked there that second term, not for as long a period of time, he may have recognition for the first five years, which means now he gets that much more severance. Obviously, I'd want to know more. I want to speak to him. I want to know more about 
you know, how was he convinced to come back? Uh, what did he sign you know, when he started coming back? Was there an employment agreement? What did it say? But there's a really good chance that that service is recognized. And this is very important for our listeners to remember that it's not just your last stretch of employment with your employer that counts towards your severance. In many cases, it could be all your service, even if it, there's interruptions. You may have been gone for a year or two or five, but that service that you had previously may still count towards your severance. And of course, as I said, more service, more severance. Does it make a difference five, after that five years that he quit versus being let go and then coming back? Nope, it does not matter. Oh, what actually matters awesome. is why or how he ended up coming back. Listen, if he had to apply for a job and go through an interview process and provide references, then probably that seniority wouldn't count because he was treated like a new employee, right? But if they gotcha. came to him and said, listen, we know you're good. You worked here for five years. We want you back. Well, it's going to be very difficult for the company to say, no, 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 that service starts at zero, right? So how you come back is more important than how you left when it comes to recognizing past service. Awesome. Peter, you got some uh, time. What's your question? Uh, a quick one. Um, I was uh, employed for about a month with, uh, with a company, gave them my two weeks notice. I found a better opportunity, moved on. Um, my last paycheck or my last pay was not paid. I wasn't paid out for my last uh, pay period. What recourse do I have? So did they tell you why? Have you approached them? Have you asked the question? I've I've been in contact via texting, via phone calls. Um, there's, there's no reason for them not to pay. The only reason that was given was, I'm so sorry, I forgot, I'll take care of it today. And that's been going on since June. And they even oh. forwarded a copy of my last pay stub to me to say, look, I've got it all ready to go, Pete. I'm really sorry, I just keep forgetting so obviously, and you, you know this, I'm not going to shock you when I say this, that, that it's illegal to not pay. Even if it's a mistake, I don't care, right? They have a primary obligation, which is to pay you for the time that you've worked. So there's, there's two things you can do, but there's something else that I think you should do. So what you can do, of course, is you can file a, a claim with the Ministry of Labor. They'll order them to pay, and there can be all kinds of penalties if they don't. You can get me to send them a very quick note, and you see how, head, how quickly their heads turn and how quickly they pay it. But honestly, I think all you need to do is say this. I would email them or text them and say, unless I have payment in hand by tomorrow at 5, whatever, I'm filing a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. I think that should do it. But you have to make that threat. You know, I know no one likes to threaten, but when it comes to money owing, there's really no excuse for them not to pay. Uh, if they still don't pay, then I give you those options. I can send them a note or you can go to the Ministry of Labor. But I think even just that threat should do it. Pete, thanks, pal. We're going to move on. Got time for uh, one more phone call, I think, here. Allison, that is, uh, that is you. What's your question? Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you really bet. quickly, um, I am a 17-year employee of uh, the restaurant industry. I have been working straight for one restaurant in particular, a rather large chain. Um, they have since uh, decided to close my location that I'm working at. Employees were given a choice of, you know, their top three other locations to be moved to, um, not, none of which are appealing to me. So I was just kind of curious where I stand in terms of them keeping my employment, they're nagging me. So, Allison, here's, here's what I would do. Yep. Uh, yep. I would simply tell them I, I'm, I'm not interested in any of those. I'm going to continue working until you tell me not to. 
Do it that way. As simple as that. One of two things will happen. Either they'll terminate your employment, in which case you're owed severance. After 17 years, that could be quite substantial. Or they'll say, well, we've decided for you. We're going to move you to this location. And then becomes a question of how far that location is, et cetera. And we can, we can have that, that discussion at that point. But for now, they may simply decide to, to say, okay, then we're going to end your employment, and then you get severance. Tell them, I'm not interested in making a decision. I'm, all, I'm, I'm going to continue working here until you tell me otherwise. Okay. That sounds amazing. And then take it from there. Exactly. Perfect. Thanks, Thank you, Allison, so much for calling in. And that's just about going to be a wrap for us. In the meantime, one 821 5900 That is how you get a hold of Lior anytime and his team, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website can answer a lot of questions, by the way, without even picking up a phone. Also use a severance calculator. That is found free and anonymous at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.